think we're matching. Oh my god! <laughs> we are literally wearing the same color shirt, and it's such a weird color to be wearing. That's really pink, crazy. like light, like pink with red lettering. That's unreal. <laughs> the exact same place. That's so goofy. That's unreal. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I love it. Nothing like nothing like jumping right on a comedy podcast after a deep, hard therapy session. Dude, that's... Nothing uh, like that. At least we have a light episode today, you know. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't... Ugh, I had a day, too. Yeah? Dog got into some sleeping pills, I guess. Your dog? Yeah. Did he... What happened to him? He's dead. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, rough day. My dog died. Can you imagine? Okay, come <laughs> on. Rough day. Rough. Oh, God. You didn't even mean to do it. <laughs> I can't stop the puns. <laughs> uh, welcome to uh, Whiplash, the podcast with me, Caitlin McPhee, and uh, my co-host, Candace Connor. We're both mentally exhausted from... And your host, a, mint, uh, a mango white claw. To update uh, those of you that subscribe and listen to more than... The first 10 minutes of an episode or whatever uh we were gone for a little bit because i had covid i honestly thought it was gonna be way worse for me because i have cystic fibrosis and just like my doctor said people with cf are for some reason coping way better than we thought and so i i was okay i was just really tired all the time and i had about like two or three days where i had like some like, trouble breathing, but nothing more than, like, to be expected with COVID. Like, nothing to where I was, like, going to the hospital, like, scared or anything. Um, yeah, you've been training your whole life to get COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, my, my lungs had already, like, been working on it. They'd been training, and this was basically their Olympics, and they did fine. Like, they're gold medal lungs now. Like, nothing's gonna fucking kill me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I survived Whoa. CF. I survived COVID. Like, I mean, nothing can take me down. <laughs> I'm invincible. You um, are. It's beautiful. But yes, uh, welcome to Whiplash, uh, patreon.com slash whiplash podcast. We put, like, bonus things up. I mean, we put everything up. Um, <clears throat> like, if there's, like, something that's too, like, if we're shit-talking someone, we put on the Patreon. We'll be doing bonus episodes that are kind of like, uh, you know, the verbal essay type stuff that we've been doing, but it's going to be more darker stuff. Pretty soon I'm going to be uh, telling a story about my friend with cystic fibrosis who chose to die versus getting treatment. Um, so stuff like that, that's just, it's too if much. If you want to pay for stories like that, please so subscribe. But yes, you can go subscribe uh, for 5 or $10. Um, it. And it su- also supports us like once a month, you know, pretty cheap. So go do that. Also, if you just want to send us like... If you just want to support us, like, if you just want to, like, I like them, I don't want to listen, but I'll help. You know what I mean? Or, I'll pay you to stop making this podcast. <laughs> just send us money. <laughs> or you know what? If you listen to one episode because you liked that one topic, you don't want to ever listen again, you can literally even Venmo me at K McPhee. Literally. I, it says Yuckfest in the picture. Just do it. You can. You can do that. You're like, you know what? I, I like that one episode. I'll send you a dollar. I'll send you five. I'll send you ten. I'll send you one million for that one episode because I enjoyed that episode. You could do that. Like, I'll I, charge Candace for and then, all the things I had to and do. Then I'll, and then I'll split, it, I'll split it in half <laughs> with Candace and we'll just go buy us a Butterfinger because I'm just eating Butterfinger. <laughs> I've been eating Butterfingers nonstop. I can't stop. 
I can't. This is the intervention that we've all needed. No, 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 no. I, blood addiction. Whatever. Okay. Let's just jump into it. Yeah. So what we're doing today, we're having a we're having an easy uh um episode uh as part of season one of disability and illness. Just gonna take it easy, have a fun one after <laughs> me almost dying of COVID. And we're gonna just talk about our favorite uh movies or TV shows or anything in like pop culture that has disability representation. And just going to have fun with that. Uh, feel free to go to the Patreon and comment your favorites. Go to our Instagram, comment your favorites. Um, also, if you comment on the Patreon, we will make an episode about it or talk about it. Like, we'll do something. We'll respond. Absolutely. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so my first favorite is... Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman. Oh. Uh, Have you seen this movie? It's been a long time. It's been a really long time, but it is such a It beautiful, is good. I remember it being very good. I hate hilarious movie. I hate Tom Cruise. I, I hate that he is so talented. I I mean he's he's not in much anymore. No, yeah. I think he's probably smooth sailing right now. He's talented at playing Probably exactly just his own personality. That's true. Yeah, like just a shitty, like small dick energy guy. Except I've heard he's very nice, which fucking sucks. Really, I've only heard nightmare things about him. What? I've heard that he like makes his whole like everyone around him is just like a there's just whimsy floating around this man. Um, I've heard both of his like ex wives went through like so much bullshit. Um, What? Okay, I guess I've only heard. Wait, do you not know about his whole like Scientology bullshit? I don't know. I do. I want to do a full episode on Scientology. I don't know, like, what angle we're going to take, because, like, there's already so much out there with the uh, Leah Remini documentary. I I don't even know who that is. I don't know anything about Scientology. The Leah was in Kings of Queens. She was the wife in that, and she was born into a religion called Scientology. Born into it? Yes. Yeah, her parents were Scientologists. Okay. And it's basically a cult. How old is this, like, cult? Is, is it, like, fairly new? It's been around for a bit. Let me look up when it was started. It was started by Ron Hubbard. Hubbard, Ron. okay, yeah, 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 you're right. L. Ron. Yep, L. Ron Hubbard, and let's see when he started. <laughs> so I'm like, I have no idea what this is, and I somehow know that. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay. Uh, so the the book about Scientology was written in 1950, Okay, sure. Uh, okay. And then it founded uh, Scientology in 1952. Um, it's crazy you don't know much about it. Maybe it's just like I just happened upon it because uh, my girlfriend's like really into the series. But Leah was born into it, and then she slowly uh, realized it's it's a cult, and they use a lot of like gaslighting and uh, type of techniques to keep these people in this cult. A lot of isolation. Yep. And such. Your family and shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's really abusive, and they suck money from people. And I'm assuming Tom Cruise probably makes some money from it. I'm, you know. I, I assume he wouldn't do it unless he did. Is but it I... is it is extremely abusive. I mean, so the the Scientology um, documentary is on Netflix. It's Leah Rimini, just like um, her and like an ex Scientology person, like investigating it, and you know what I mean. And it's and telling and finding like stories of people who got out of it um and it's crazy i mean it's bad it's really bad 
There's people that had to like run away being chased from it. That's horrific. Um, It's super bad. And Tom Cruise is very, um, you know, part of this machine because Scientology, um, they have this whole thing where they try to get as many uh, celebrities like involved in it to give it a good name. So like the girl, Laura Preppin or whatever from Orange is New Black from that 70s show, she's Scientologist. Um, Elizabeth Moss. No. Which is, that's the worst one. No, Peggy, no. That's the worst. Yeah, that's the worst one for me because she's in this uh, TV show that's based on a book that is about like the oppression of women. And it's so significant, like one of the most important books about that. And she is in a a religion, a cult. She's part of a cult like slash religion um, that oppresses people that, and, and literally like in the most awful ways that is devastating i i love her she's actually in another one of my movies that i picked so i guess we'll get to that later oh wow (laughs) yeah so just you watch the documentary but it's really bad and the worst part for me is these celebrities that like let it continue scientology it's normal it's it's normies it's it's peons if you will like that are in scientology they don't let them have the internet they don't let them like look at like all the bad stuff about scientology because they try to isolate and isolate more and more until you that way you can't see the stuff about scientology basically the guy who's the leader of scientology his dad um got out purely because the leader of scientology um, gifted his dad a Kindle, not knowing that the Kindle Fire had internet access. <laughs> and he got on the internet. They didn't have internet before. They didn't have it. Got on the internet, found out, saw all this stuff about Scientology, and he goes, oh, I, I never realized we were in this terrible thing, and they left. Wait, so, but the celebrities know what they're doing, though, right? I think, I think the thing with the celebrities is that they treat the celebrities differently. Oh, of course, okay. And so... Like, you know, they'll tell them, like, hey, like, don't watch that documentary. Like, Leah is just, like, she's just bitter and whatever. She's lost, yeah. It's, you know, it's nothing, you know. Yeah. But but I just can't imagine, like, being one of those celebrities and just not watching it. You know I'm what I mean? Like, about, yeah, you have to know the reputation. Like, what? Are they that I'm just, like, do they, do they make money from it? Like, I actually, I, I do know that they make money from it. They You make money for every person that you bring in. Oh, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, but it's worse than that. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to okay. watch the not, not to digress too much, um, that's why I hate Tom Cruise. Okay, and yeah, we don't love Tom Cruise, and it's terrible that Dustin Hoffman played a person with, you know, developmental disabilities. It's not, it's not great. To, sure. It's, it's, that's going to run into, you're going to run into that problem with all of our choices. I'm pretty sure with a lot of our choices, maybe not all of them that people are playing. They could have gotten actors. Yeah, they could have found actors who- That's still a thing. That's still a thing. Like, they were, like, um, there's that new show, Atypical, um, which I actually, I do like that show. It's not on my list, by the way, but I do like it. I didn't know we could do shows. Okay, well. Yeah, I said movies or TV shows. Anything pop culture. Whatever. Okay. Um, (laughs) Um, But but you're saying that lead person and- Yeah, it's about a guy with autism and- I I wouldn't say it's super accurate accurate um Presentation. Per, portrayal yeah yeah portrayal I mean it's like yeah, sure he has like key uh key aspects of like a person with autism but it's it's the very like um generic version of it you know what I mean like I see um like it's like they read a symptom book and they're like okay I have these symptoms you know what I mean yeah um but it <clears throat> other than that and he also he doesn't have 
um, autism, obviously. But other than that, I do like the story. Um, it's no, I've heard good things. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Like it's it shows like it's pretty honest about how stuff like that can affect your family, and then also yeah. has some other good storylines of just the family being like imperfect. There's a queer storyline, you know, we love that. But anyway, yeah, Rain Man is just a very sweet, sweet movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very quotable. Of course, your shorts are on the highway. We say, I mean, we quote that in my family. We're a big Rain Man family. We quote it all the time. There's a scene where he goes, uh-oh, fart. Every time we fart, uh-oh, fart. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to think of some other quotes. I don't know. It's just a very, it's an amazing movie. I, I use that. I use a reference a lot um, in jokes about when, like, the to- they drop the toothpicks, and he's like, 142. Yes. I use that reference. I <laughs> Uh, I always say my friend Sam Ike is like a savant when it comes to running comedy shows. Like yeah. he'll he'll look in a room and be like, "This room needs exactly 123 chairs to be filled," <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, "How the fuck did you know that, Sam?" <laughs> and like always make that like joke like, about him. That's your number one. I I'm gonna say that my number one. I'm gonna go with uh, Rami. Uh, I haven't fucking watched it. God damn it! You it just got nominated. It? No, it got nominated for some. Nice. Well, you need to watch it for sure. I so know. it overall, it's an f- amazing show. But there is a character in it, and this uh, a, a character, and also a specific scene with him that I love. So this character has uh, cerebral palsy or something similar. He's like in a wheelchair. Um, okay pretty physically disabled but the character is like very honest it's very genuine it's like um you know has storylines it's not just about his disability right. um but there's this like there's this specific uh scene and storyline that reminded me of me and my friend lucas and a thing that we've talked to me and him have talked about with the issues that he has with like wanting to have sex but being in a wheelchair and such you know what i mean is uh so they him and Rami um like go to this girl's house because his friend wants to have sex with this girl this girl wants to have sex with him but he's in a wheelchair so he like yeah. needs help you know what I mean and Rami's like okay I'll help you you know the ultimate wingman I love it <laughs> yeah and they get there and this is also like interesting because it's kind of like a merge of, of boundaries or whatever but they get there and like this girl is like younger. than they thought um but it's not legal you know it's it's she's of legal age but it's not legal oh it's it's it's, no it it is legal so it's you know by law everything's fine um but it's definitely weird and how old are the character the older characters the guy characters i don't know (laughs) older than yeah anyway (laughs) so you know rami at first is like this is weird. I don't think I can help you with this anymore. And on top of that, the girls are, like, drunk. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. So, it's definitely, it's it's crossing some lines, for sure. Throw every taboo into one scene. <laughs> but the thing is, that I kind of loved the complexity of it where, you know, I feel like in, like, a lot of, like, cheesy movies, if they had tried to cover that, they would have made it about this one thing. They would have made it about this one thing, which is, like, this guy in a wheelchair trying to get laid, Right. And it probably would have been really cheesy, and he would have gone right. there, and he just would have gotten laid if it's, like, or he, he wouldn't, maybe. Like, it would, you know, but, like, they made it more complex, which I love, because, obviously, like, if you're a person in a wheelchair trying to have casual sex, it is going to be complex, right? Uh-huh. Like, it is for Lucas, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's just how it is. 
And so, you know, there's this moment where Rami's like, I don't know how I feel about this, man, that we should just go. And his friend is like, look, I never get to have sex, but this girl, she wants to have sex with me, with me, okay? So help me have sex with her, all right? But then the girl, like, throws up, and they're like, okay, we gotta get out of here so they don't have sex. Yeah, but I loved that scene, and also, like, it just kind of reminded me of, like, some hijinks that, like, (laughs) me and Lucas have gotten into just because of, like, you know, we, we, we try to, I feel like we try to do too much sometimes, and then yeah. we really find ourselves in some predicaments where we should not be in, and it's like... All the time with you two! Yeah, but I just, I just loved that really um, honest, like, complicated, like, uh, full-dimensional, like, character, yeah, portrayal of, like, someone who with that disability in that show. It's, it's incredible, and that yeah. show is so good. You have to watch it. I know. There's this amazing, you might have even seen this, like, as a meme or, like, a video, like, there's this amazing part of where his um, mom, I think, becomes a citizen or something, but she, there, she does this, like, monologue um, to Trump, and it is so good. It's so good. Okay, your pick. Alrighty. And that is my favorite. That's my favorite, I would say. Okay, so this is gonna oh, be- Oh no, that what? wasn't my favorite. But that's okay, I'll do my favorite next. <laughs> oh no, I'm so drama. Okay, so <laughs> next one is very controversial right now. Controversial right now. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, I've heard about that. Is that uh, Shia LaBeouf? It is. Oh, even yeah. Stevens. What's he up to? I haven't seen it. I but I have you heard the controversy? I Not haven't. Fucked up. So okay. Well, he was dating FKA Twigs. Okay, I did hear about this. I didn't know if it was about the movie specifically. Is this recent? I thought that I just stumbled upon it. And didn't know. What is the movie recent or the no the allegation? Yeah, he like pretty much fessed up to it. So it's like it's oh yes. did he have a terrible. Did he, I did, okay, I did read about that. So he was, yeah. like, really aggressive with her. He, like, choked yeah. her out and, like, pushed her yeah. up against, like, a... And just, like, every form of abuse that you could... Yeah, did he um, apologize for it? Like, what was his response to it? I don't think so. I think he's just one of those, I'm a tortured artist, this is who I am. Of course, yeah. I hate that shit. God, I'm I sure so he... he... <laughs> I'm just of kidding. Course, kidding. Dude, of course, dude, of course... What? What? No, it's just I, I also love him as as an actor, as an artist, as as a creator or whatever. Um, <laughs> and, but I'm just saying, like, of course we love him. You know what I mean? Like we are so it's attracted to damaged souls, sickening. like unhealthy. <laughs> it's like so bad. It's such a problem, dude. Yeah. Um. I mean, he clearly. I mean, I do. I love him for that reason because his stuff is so honest. Like it's his. So dark. his his movie, Honey Boy, oh my yeah, god, dude. I love it. As someone with a, also having, who also has a strained relationship with her dad, that movie yeah. is so fucking good. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's like, I, I was so impressed with how he portrayed um, how uh, traumatic his childhood could be, and at the same time found a way to make it a little bit loving towards his father still, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you see some stuff and it's like, fuck you dad but like his was just like he somehow like was oh, able to pathetic yeah yeah he somehow was able to be like he's not a perfect being and this is what i went through and it sucked but at the end it was, it's like still had a loving tone to it and he had the, the thing at the end that showed his actual dad like yeah it was so good it was so good so good 
<laughs> Anyways, yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon, just a just a charming little film. It's like kind of the whole story is just kind of like okay, there's like not really much to it. Yeah. Um, but the characters are cute, and it's just their their companionship is really cute. Yeah, it's but what's like, the di- what's the disability part? Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it stars a gentleman who has Down syndrome and he's obsessed with wrestling. <gasps> and he escape. His like roommate helps him escape. Like, so he only has funding, or his family like has him in a nursing home. So he's like around with these old people, and he's like a young guy. He's like, I don't, I don't want to be here. And the gal who like eventually falls in love with Shia, blah blah blah, because she's um helping find him after he escapes from the nursing home. Um, she's like, well, this is where you have to be. Like your family isn't able to take care of you so his um old man roommate helps him escape so he's just like on the lam encounters shia it's like in the bayou so he like gets in this boat it's shia's boat shia's on the run from someone else too so they end up on the run together mm-hmm. it's just like really charming their friendship that sounds amazing it's I have really to- it's I like, have to watch that. Yeah, the story's nothing crazy, but it's, like, really charming, and it's just I'm, fun. I'm literally going to put it in my list right now. It's very funny. Yeah, there's just really, like, heartfelt moments. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. So that's my second choice. I just rewatched it. Um, okay. really enjoyed it. My, you hate to love Shia, but God I damn. know, yeah. I just, I wish he could have been the tortured artist without having... Without being a fucking... Without being abusive. Mm, yeah, without... I think, that's like a, you know, that's a thing where, and I, I've said this to people in my life. I'm like, uh, I mean, I honestly, I've said this to myself sometimes too. I'm right. I'm like, just because you had this like bad past, you had like these abusive backgrounds, like where you've been abused, like you, you have to put in the work to like not cycle it. Cause like yeah. oh my hum- God. Yeah. human nature is to just become what you know and define what you know. And so you have to, like, work really, really hard to, like, stop that from happening so that you can break that cycle. You yeah, know you're not I mean? going to grow. You're not going to evolve ever if you just keep. Yeah. And stuff. it's like, you know, like with Shia, it's like you can be the tortured artist. You can, like, be that person because you, you are, like, the tortured artist without yeah. continuing it in your personal life. It's so weird because I feel like some of those people think that, like, oh, if I if I go to therapy and if I get my shit together, I won't be as creative anymore. I'm like, That's you still have, yeah, yeah, you still have all that stuff from your past to draw on. You know what I mean? And yeah, tortured artists, it, it's such bullshit. It's, like, it's so like self-indulgent. It's at this, so, at this yeah. part in my life, that's a red flag for me. Like it used oh to be God. something that I was like a sucker for when drawn I was younger. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. That you were drawn to. And I was too, of course. Yeah. Like, and now I'm like, no, like, unless you can, like, really show that you are a torture artist who, but also puts in some work to not be a fucking abusive, then, you know, like, I'm not down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Having your together is so much sexier than just also, like, wallowing all, in your own pain, yeah. In the last, like, what, five years of my life, most of the, like, tortured artists that I've been, like, attracted to or whatever were comedians, and that's, like, the worst form of art. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, like, if I had, like, if I had been, like, attracted to some tortured artist that was, like, some fucking, like, Picasso or Basquette motherfucker, like, that it would have at least been nice. <laughs> like, no, I was just, like, it opened my fawning over like Gross. men getting too drunk Wrong assholes yeah Ugh. oh god i love growing up i really do <laughs> yeah it is I nice love it so much it's so Poor nice to, 
Yeah. Poor 23-year-old Candy. What a sad sack of shit she was. Yeah. God. It, is, it is so nice to just be like, I'm just going to stay home and drink some tea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, she is not to engage yeah. with Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Can I put my turn? You are oh, up. Okay. What you got? All right. My personal favorite <gasps> is, do you know? Do you wanna- no, I just got excited. We'll okay, get- you, should, you should guess it. Try to guess it. 50-50. It is. <laughs> ah, I yeah. know you so well. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I think it is, like, the best movie that accurately portrays illness like that. It's so yeah. fucking good. It has, um, it has so many things that so many movies uh, either get wrong or just don't just portray flop. at all. Yeah, they like, flop. They try to portray it, but it's so cheesy. Yeah. Yes. Like, okay, so I'll start with saying, like, um, the writer of that movie, um, he went through basically, so he basically, it's basically based on him. Um, and, you know, he was kind of a square and whatever, and he just got this rare form of cancer, like the movie, and he wrote about that. And he, he teamed up with Seth Rogen um, to do it because he was like thinking like, well, there's no comedy about cancer. You know, I, I want to like talk about this in a funny way, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is amazing to me you know what i mean there's there are plenty of fucking not that they're bad but i'm we're good on the sad movies about cancer we already know that cancer is sad no one needs to keep making that point we all know it is we're good <laughs> i'm telling you we we it is the like most for sure scientific theory out there cancer is sad for sure like there's not one person that's like eh, it's it's whatever you know it's hilarious <laughs> So yeah, he was like, there's not, there hasn't, there's not really a comedy about cancer. And so, you know, that's, that's, that was the starting point. But I love that it included things like, that you just don't see, like, uh, for one, like his girlfriend just not being able to handle it, you know, because that is like, oh my God, that hit me so hard. Because I've had, I've had partners they can't handle when I'm sick, like, when I go into the hospital, they're like, this is too much. Or How like, selfish of you to be in the hospital. Don't get me started with that. Another one of those another one of those tortured artists we were just talking about did that to me. So, like, that was just so, such a good portrayal. so accurate. I loved the, the whole thing with his parents because it showed that, like, I feel like usually you show these parents that don't have much going on besides the sick person in the, sh- in the movie or show or whatever. Yeah, you know it was interesting because his mom was already dealing with someone who was sick. Like his dad had Parkinson's or what you know, a dementia. Okay. And so it's like that you know added that extra layer where it's like yeah, you like you like parents that have these like sick children, they also have other shit going on. You know, right? Like it's not just like oh these parents were just they dropped their life. Well, yeah, yeah, they were just born to raise or help their sick children. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And I, on top of that, I loved the dynamic where he didn't want them to come to his doctor's meetings. Like, he didn't want them to be that involved. Like, because I, I feel like a lot of people who um, have illness, like, I, I feel kind of like that. Like, I, I'm not so quick to tell my parents if I'm going to the doctor or if I, like, even if I maybe go into the ER, like, I, like, want to make sure that something's serious before I contact them and worry them. You know what I mean? And, I mean, yeah, but... And also just... When you're, like, sick and you're tired, you're exhausted, you don't feel good, it's, like, it can be a bit much to, like, for someone, like, to have an overbearing parent or just, like, or, you know, like, the things you already have issues with your parents over, 
those things are amplified when you're sick and you're like, I'm too tired to deal with this. You know what I mean? And so I, that, I loved that about it. Like that was so good. And then also like his friend who's like, has the, his other defense mechanism, like his, his best friend is like, tries to joke about it or whatever. And the only way that he knows that he actually cares about it is he finds the book that's like actually dog tagged and clearly like read by the friend. Yeah. You know, but my all all time favorite uh, scene in the movie that's so good is like when the character is just so um, the main character with cancer is just so overwhelmed by his situation that he just kicks his friend out of the car and he just screams. Yeah. And it's so oh, perfect because right. that is how it is. It really is when you're really sick. You're so angry, but at no one. And you're like, I want to be so angry. And I don't even know where to go with it. You know what I mean? And at first he was super angry at his friend, but I think that he had enough emotional awareness to be like, I, get out of the car. Cause I don't want to take this out on you. Yeah. And then he just screamed like so loud, just hitting the steering wheel. And I, I think that is like a perfect moment that just embodies how that feels to be like that sick. That's perfect. It is a great movie. It doesn't shove the sickness down your throat, which is also another thing that I love uh, that I think movies that do this well do is that they don't just make it about this person who is sick and it's cheesy and it's shoved down your throat and it's like, oh, poor me. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's complicated. It's like got many different storylines. There's also the whole thing with the therapist that's really interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's it's fun. It is a fun movie, too. Like, you don't need to, like, have gone through anything with cancer or illness at all to have to Enjoy like that it. movie. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I knew you were going to pick that one. Oh, you know what? And also, um, a thing we talked about in the wrestling, uh, about the wrestling movie is also in this, in Fifty Fifty where he meets and uh, makes friends with um, these older guys who also have cancer. Oh, yeah. And one of them, like, spoiler alerts, uh, but one of them dies and he's like you know that's hard for him because he's looking to his future you know like I, I've talked about with my friend and what we talked about with the wrestling movie but like um, and he I remember he goes to like the the other guy um, and he's like what happened and he's like what are you talking about he had cancer <laughs> like he had cancer and he died like that's what happened kid you know um, okay I'm finally done so you, you can you can say your pick now yeah, I can follow that. That's uh, that's easy to follow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, just because I watched it last night. Next, I'm going to do Girl Interrupted. Oh, interesting. Going with mental illness. Yes. So that is the other one that features, uh, what's her fucking science bitch? What's her name? Elizabeth Moss? <laughs> yeah. She's in that. She's the gal who, like, um, when she's a kid, she, like, something. Oh, the mom had to put the dog down or something and she like burns her face off because of it so they call her torch her nickname is torch. oh my god dude i need to watch that again i haven't it's been too long since i've seen that dude i know i hadn't seen it in forever and i watched it last night because i remember it was like on my list i was like i don't know if i want to like i just watched a fuck ton of movies to prep for this um oh nice but we watched it last night god angelina jolie is so fucking good in that yeah. movie Oh, she's so good. And Renona Ryder. Winona Ryder is really amazing in it, too. She's yeah. just, like, pretty much not actually... She doesn't actually have a mental illness. She just, like, is lazy as fuck and sad because yeah. she's, like, just a rich kid. I don't know. It's just a fun portrayal. And they, like, yeah. under the cover of darkness, go and sneak around the tunnels of the the campus or whatever. Yeah. 
Okay, it's I, just a fun one. Okay, I need to watch that because it's been too long. I don't really know much about it. The next one I'm throwing out, I'm gonna get a little. I'm gonna s- start to get more goofy with these. The next one I'm throwing out is Forrest Gump. Of course, that was definitely on my list of your predictions. Okay, so <laughs> the thing about it though is like it, like I ne- like in my brain when I, when I think of Forrest Gump, I I never think about it as like a movie with disability, and that's yeah. what I came to look like i just i watched i watched it as a new year's eve movie so um me and my girlfriend watched it on new year's eve because it has that great scene of new year's eve and um i'll get into that okay so uh me and my girlfriend watched it on new year's eve and i was watching it for the first time in a very long time and i guess i just already had kind of like disability and illness on my mind with this podcast but Mm -hmm. i was like this is honestly such a i mean not like good portrayal really um but it's like such a good movie involving like um intellectual disability and also physical disability because you're watching that movie and there is not one part of you that's like this movie is about disability you know what i mean which that's like i feel like is the goal like i feel like the goal is to just make a good movie and then happen to have characters like when you have these movies that make um characters with disabilities like a pity party or it kind of like it's too much too much of their identity is in the disability yeah that's like that trickles into into life and people are like they only see the disability you know what i mean when they see a person with disability or like encounter them or whatever yeah, it's so minimizing. It's so, like... Like, unreal. if you talk to anyone, no one's going to be like, oh, Forrest Gump, like, about the guy in the wheelchair and the guy with uh, possibly autism or something, you know what I mean? That's why it was so perfect to me, like, as disability representation. There's no diagnosis of Forrest. Right. I thought that it was clear that he had autism. Like, it, he even, like, reminds me of one of my old patients, like, so much. Really? Yeah, like, like very similar. And then I looked into, like, where Tom Hanks got the persona from. <laughs> and he got it from the kid that played Forrest Gump. So I guess they were having issues. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this baffled me. So I guess they were having issues with um, the the kid and the adult seeming too, way too different. Oh. And the director was like, we got to figure out how to make this kid more like you. And Tom Hanks was like, well, what if we just make me more like him? And I mean, good fucking call, Tom. <laughs> yeah. And so he, that's where he got the accent from. Like, that's where he got all the entire demeanor. Um, like, he like he started <laughs> asking the kid questions. It was like, so what does your dad do for work? And the kid was like, he makes grease. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And, okay, listen, so... Then Tom Hanks was like, Grease? I mean, is that, does that go into a lot of things? And the kid was like, oh, Grease is used in all kinds of things. Grease is used in, uh, in chapstick, in, uh, and, and he just starts listing things that Grease goes in, which is where they got the whole Bubba shrimp thing. Oh my God. You can make a shrimp, you can do shrimp cocktail. And so like, it's just that's interesting i thought that he was like had possibly done some research into like maybe like people with like um are that are on the spectrum or whatever and nope he just uh hung out with the real forest just oh got, yeah so i mean i'm glad that's what he probably should have done to begin with right you yeah think? so it's interesting i wonder like i mean i haven't i know it's a book and so i'm I'm very curious as to like what if there's maybe more of a clear diagnosis in the book or what the it, if there's anything like that out there of like 
Yeah, it's like the writer's like, yeah, he had um, like autism, but it, at the time, no one really, you know, whatever would try to diagnose that. Um, but then the other per- perfect part is like Lieutenant Dan, like he's like, I mean, because disability is rampant with uh veterans right and they're not taken care of just like anyone with disabilities you know what i mean but it's even more painful with this i would say because it's like like it's it's one thing to be born with a disability and your country doesn't give a shit about you it's one thing to be disabled because of your country like being told you're protecting your country and then your country still doesn't give a shit about you like that's yeah that is baffling yeah the character and he's just like he wished he would have died. The whole, yeah, his whole dude. personality is that he wishes he was, oh, God. I mean, it's like, sometimes sometimes I almost feel, like, worse for people who become sick later. Because, like for, like, for me, for example, like, I've been sick my entire life. So, it's hard to know what it would be like if I was healthy. You know yeah. what I mean? Healthy, and I yeah. imagine, I think, like, Lucas has said the same thing about, him his physical disability so like i like i feel like that's just all he's ever known it's all you've ever known yeah like i feel like to have been able to walk and stuff and then have to you know like that would i I almost feel like it'd be harder because you had that maybe i don't know it's interesting you'll never know yeah yeah but no the iconic moment with lieutenant dan uh who's so you know like you know the movie they they meet up later on and lieutenant dan's slowly going in a in a uh, downward spiral they yeah. go to this bar to celebrate new year's eve and there's like tons of confetti and they do a close-up on lieutenant dan and he is just not happy he's just not obviously he's in a shitty situation and he's just sitting there looking completely dis- dissociated not happy covered in confetti while everyone celebrates around him it is so iconic i love it so much it's like <laughs> so spot on dude also, like, the, I mean, the part also where he's, like, shouting at God during the storm, where he's like, take me, <laughs> what yeah. else can you do? <laughs> like, it's just so good, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, yeah, that character's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's mine, my next one. Beautiful, a classic. Such a good pick. I knew, that was, uh, that was my number one of your predictions. 50 <laughs> was my number two of your predictions, so. Yeah. Uh, Let's I don't see. I don't know if I had any predictions for you. I I just I just knew I just, those two were going to be on your list cuz I yeah. know that those are your favorite. I just movies. like I just assumed you were going to surprise me cuz you just you're you're much more um invested in and know about pop culture than I do. Like I feel like you're always like telling me things and I'm like I I have no clue about what that. What is so, that? Yeah. You kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your I'll next surprise one? Each other. Okay, my next one, this is a bit of a weird one, and it is, like, just me, total pop culture, Mulholland Drive. It's not necessarily, a, a, like, a disability or illness, but the main character does, um, she gets amnesia. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting take on that the That is such a good, prompt. wait, I just want to be sure this is the David Lynch film with the two lesbians. Oh, oh my god, yeah. dude. That oh, movie? Yeah. <laughs> what? Candace, you won this, dude. That is such a good pick. Yes, uh, amnesia is, is a thing in there, and that's a disability illness, whatever. Dude, that movie is so good. It's my favorite David Lynch Taxi. movie. It's, wait, really? Yes, it's my favorite David Lynch it's movie. so fucking good. I also, I don't know why I don't hear it in pop culture as, like, a queer reference ever. I know! But, it, but, it, but at the same time... I also kind of like it about that, that it was a movie that's, because you know I love things that don't, 
get pigeonholed too much you know what I mean so I love that it's like just a classic like good movie that people loved and didn't and it was it was so complex and um so Um, confusing like it doesn't fucking make sense it's amazing it's so good like i I love that it was so complex that like no one pigeonholed it as like a lesbian movie you know what i mean yeah exactly it's not like yeah 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 oh it's so good it is so good fucking movie there's so many moments that like i'm pretty sure don't ever get explained like the like the scene in the diner with the two gentlemen talking it's like i had a dream and then there's just that like character that was in his dream like that i don't think that ever is explained like of course I, david lynch is like talking about dreams and it's a fucking weird yeah. fucking beautiful david lynch is one of those people where i'm like i don't know if he is a, a genius? genius that's out of this world or he's a crazy person that people were like is that crazy no he's a genius you know what i mean <laughs> yeah oh yeah like they saw I watched crazy. It with my sister and her boyfriend and they were both saying the same thing they're like we don't know if he's just like really insane or if this is good then they're like, like oh no, yeah like, this is good <laughs> i feel like sometimes like someone is so crazy and so out of this world yeah, that people yeah, yeah. that people look at it and they don't understand it and so they go <laughs> and they go okay if i can't understand that that must mean that this is genius you know what i mean must be like, brilliant it's got to be like, above me charlie charlie coffin's the same way like where i'm like I'm so confused, but this, it must mean he's a genius, so okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh my no, God, but yeah. his stuff is much more, I think he's a little bit more digestible than than David Lynch. David Lynch is definitely always weird all the time. Weird. Oh, God. But that movie is good. Yeah, there are parts where you're just like, what the fuck is this? But I think I kind of like that because it's just always keeping you on your toes. Yeah, like, like the beginning is just like a scene with a bunch of, people like dancing do you remember that the very open yeah open. well i like that i like that sometimes his scenes are just aesthetic at, at, oh, for at sure. points yeah. you know they're just oh, it's almost like he just has like um i'm assuming that's why you like his because some of his scenes are just like almost like photography where he's like i just yeah. want this scene because it's beautiful and there's literally no other point no reason none of it yeah none of it makes sense oh it's like so my uh some of my favorite parts of like Twin Peaks is like the the bands at the end or whatever. Yeah, I love the scenes in like in the bathroom. Is it at the school or something where that the bathroom just has like it almost looks like one of the um is it e- EKG or whatever? It just it's got mm-hmm. the like red yes. line. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I love that. Damn, all the that women, was... Yeah, he either loves like blonde women or like super dark hair. Like he just has like such a type. It's very yeah, for sure. <laughs> That was and such then a all good the pick. men are so bizarre looking, but all the women are like drop dead gorgeous. It's like <laughs> I'm so glad that you've seen that movie and that you love that movie. I was like, yes. this might be this might be a weird one. So I have so I think what I'm gonna do is I have three more picks that I could talk about, and then I have like three just honorable mentions I could say real quick at the end. Okay, perfect. So my next one, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. <clears throat> I'm, I don't think you've watched the show, but I'm going to go with Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but... Uh, so you know the premise of the show, right? Um, They don't know these people, and then they are fiancés. They, no, sometimes they do. Every couple's okay, different. I, I mean, it's, I have it's, just, <laughs> it's just real couples who are doing the K-1 visa, which is they're trying to marry someone who lives from a different country. So the way um, the K-1 visa here works is you're... Um, fiance comes over to this country and then you have 90 days to get married or they have to go back 
Oh, okay. okay. And that's, and th there's all different situations. There's some people that have been dating for a while. There are some people not so much. I don't, okay. Yeah. So Big Ed was someone on the show. Okay. And there was this interesting thing. He's the most memed person. People on the internet call him No Neck Ed. Oh, is he the, like, short, chunky guy? Yes, which I won't call him that because, and for the reasons I'm about to explain. Uh, okay, but I, I want to disclaim that he's not a good person. Like, he's really shitty in the show. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's like, a, he's, I, he's a shitty person. But um, he did got, he got tons of shit and, like, body shaming because he doesn't oh, no, have. I'm chunky, I'm sorry. He doesn't have, not for that, though. He doesn't have a neck. Like, he looks like this, dude. Okay, for the listener, Caitlin is holding her hoodie up, so it looks like she, in fact, has no neck, like Ed himself. God. Um, and he was getting, like, uh, really bad body shaming all over the internet, right? Body. And what's interesting is um, the people on the show talk all the time about how they didn't expect how mean people were going to be when they do the show. Yeah. So they're like, and and it becomes part of the conflicts in the couple sometimes. Like sometimes the couples have these uh, arguments about things that people say online. It's it's wild. It's wild. Um, but like uh, he was getting so much shit, like just body shaming and uh, mean things said about him not having a neck. When I the when I saw him, I immediately was like, what kind of disability does he have? Because. It's not like, and it's not even, so, I think a lot of people think it's because he's, like, overweight or overweight, something, but yeah. it doesn't even look, because, you know, when you're overweight, you kind of have the double chin, like, it's clearly something else, and they even, sh in the first episode he's on, they showed an, uh, a picture of him when he's younger, and he's uh, weighs less, and he still doesn't have that neck, and so I, okay. I mean, he's like, oh, he must have a disability, and either everyone else everywhere <laughs> was like, he we know he does, but we're still going to make fun of him. But we're going to be assholes anyway. <laughs> yeah. Or they just, like, thought he was, like, overweight, and that's why that looked like that. You know I what mean, I mean? I mean, that's what I thought. I just thought he was overweight. Yeah. I haven't watched the show either. I've just seen the meme, I think. But, yeah, you've seen the meme, yeah. Um, but, no, I was like, no, he clearly has a disability. And I looked up, yeah, he, he has, like, um, this disability where he has, like, multiple uh, bones in his spine are fused, which makes it, yeah, shorter. You know what I mean. So he, that's why he doesn't have a neck. Oh, now I feel bad because I said something mean. Oh no. Oh no, it's fine. You know, I'm canceled. If it if it if it makes you feel better, he's like pretty shitty. So. Oh, it does. Yeah. That makes me feel so. Much I better. but the, I'm bringing it up because I was like, this is just a great like. Uh, it's just it just it just embodies I guess disability because um. He's, it's, it's reality, right? So he's a real person with a disability uh -huh. and he gets a bunch of shit for it, but he's also a shitty person and that's how it is in real life. And I just, I like that about it. Like, I like <laughs> that. that about it. I just like that people with disabilities can also be shitty people. You know what I mean? Just like, it's like, you know, they say, they talk about this with women uh, being portrayed in things. It's like, oh, uh, we never get to see a woman like, portrayed as shitty and it's like we don't really get to see that with people with disabilities either like we have to be yeah. these perfect innocent angels that inspire you no big ed is a person with disability that sucks <laughs> and he <laughs> he's like a sexual tourist that is was shitty to his very young fiance thank god nice. that had to get oh, okay so yeah. okay like he Ooh. sucks 
and he has a disability the two things can be true you know what i mean like i just i don't there's something about like i just i kind of like when people um are allowed to be like a certain like minority and then also shitty you know what i mean like as much as i hate all this stuff about ellen i'm also like it's kind of i mean it's kind of nice also too (laughs) but yeah that's the thing is that gay inequality gay people can suck like gay people can be statistically there are gonna be terrible gay people (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly a lot of gay people and there's a lot of terrible people (laughs) yeah and uh yeah and i i really hope that no one was using his disability because he sucked like i hope that they didn't like in their mind like Oh yeah, I don't right off I, their right off their bullying because he sucked. But I don't think that was the case because I was watching with my girlfriend and I was like, Oh, what kind of disability does he have? And she was like, He doesn't. It's just that he's just overweight or whatever. And I'm like, I think that he yeah. does. And then I looked up. So I think most people are just looking at him and thinking he's overweight. And that's yeah. That's not it. That's not it. He's he has no neck. It's like not it's not a double chin. It's 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 a just neg- a chin. It's a negative chin. Like it's a negative chin. Like it really is. It's in the it's in the negative integers of a chin. It's like oh it's just it's nothing. It's not it's like, she's doing the I'm, she's doing I'm, much I'm, tur- I'm turtling in my hoodie again. <laughs> and so oh. I don't know. Yeah, I just love it because well for one, you know I love trash TV. Uh, yes. And then two, I just I like I just like seeing shitty people like with disabilities it's like it because we can be like that too you know what i mean we're not perfect he's he's overly not perfect he's he's well you know he's bad i'll I'll even i'll even add that it's like people with disabilities i feel like have a lot of issues usually because we have we've had to deal with like other bullshit like we've had to deal with like we probably have financial problems because of our disability like we've probably been bullied like we have anger issues or maybe because like we're angry at our disease and want to take it out you know what i mean like like yeah, we're, like we're with people you, yeah. with disabilities are more prone to being shitty people if that because we have so much that we're having to deal with you know what yeah. i mean oh my god great great pick you're up what's your pick breaking bad <gasps> motherfucker it seems so obvious and yet i didn't think of it and yet, you didn't pick it. You don't. It's like so. you don't even really need to say much because I it know, speaks for itself. Knows. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I don't have much I can even say in a short period of time. Like it's yeah. just like, yeah. I need to rewatch that for one because it's such a good TV show. <laughs> My next uh, pick is also a Brian Cranston pick. <gasps> My next pick is uh, Malcolm in the Middle. I've never watched Malcolm. In the okay, Middle. so I okay. I will say I've only watched a little bit of the first season now oh, okay. um but i love it there is this character in it that's is the like, is the is the d- disability or in, uh illness is it just middle child syndrome <laughs> no <laughs> but uh there's a kid that's a friend of the main character malcolm um who's in a wheelchair okay and i love it i love it because the show is weirdly progressive for one because the um, the kid in the wheelchair is black, and his uh, his parents are like really great parents. They're overbearing for sure, but they're like they have the they they're always like perfectly dressed, and they are always clean, and they they are like the ideal um, family, right? Okay, yeah. And then the white family, Malcolm's family, is just completely dysfunctional. Uh, <laughs> their house is always a mess. Their kids are not great. You know what I mean? 
The kids aren't good. So it's like it's like progressive, but it's also not like shoved down your throat. Like they're you're not watching it like they're not like being too much like this is the black family. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's 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 progressive in a subtle way, which I love. I've said a thousand times, you know, I love that. Um, but like this character is just so cute, dude. Uh, Stevie is his name. There is this amazing scene that I love so much. Uh, I I know I'll say again, I haven't watched um, most of this TV show, but I'm going to keep watching it. Um, I've only started watching it recently for the first time. So there's this incredible scene where like Malcolm's getting like um, this bully is like trying to like fight Malcolm and his friend Stevie in the wheelchair is just near him. And the bully like goes to hit Malcolm and he misses Malcolm and he doesn't, he doesn't hit Stevie. It literally grazes him like this they even do like a sound effect that's like ding you know what i mean like just a tiny amount and he turns to malcolm like he looks at malcolm's face and he winks and he dramatically tosses over his chair and he's like (laughs) so he's like acting like he got hit super hard and then everyone turns on the bully because they're like how could you hit a guy in a wheelchair and it's so funny that he's using that to 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 beat the bully like that's, that's amazing. amazing yeah oh that's so i just like love that scene and that shows and that shows really funny it's really well written and it's just like a lot oh, of fun of course yeah yeah oh my god awesome okay so i guess it's time for my final pick huh yeah okay um i'm doing another pick with mental illness my pick is goodwill hunting oh that's such a good one it's a fucking brilliant movie robin williams all the sexy little Boston people. How do you yeah. like them? Those apples. It's just a really beautiful movie. It just gets so personal, emotional. I haven't seen it in a long time. Can you explain the mental illness aspect? He just like has like a bunch of childhood trauma, pretty much, and mm, okay, just the fact that he's like in therapy and he's like this just tough Boston guy doesn't really want to doesn't want to open up, doesn't want to mm-hmm. like have any breakthroughs is just like anti thinks he's too good for it he's i love just that genius yeah it's just a really really beautiful moving movie i like it a whole lot i love that i need i it's been a long time since i watched it i need to watch it again yeah i watched it within the last ye- couple years because yeah. i was researching robin williams and it's just such a just a touching powerful movie i love it a whole lot. robin williams is amazing and he's that, okay <laughs> and in general that's another touching on another like illness of, in a way like mental illness with his you know suicide and such and oh god devastating oh yeah, god seriously it's so painful it hurts my entire body thinking about it mm-hmm. oh. um so good. So okay. that, that's my last pick so it's time for your last pick okay my last pick i think that you you may be able to guess this one my last pick is crip camp yep it was on my prediction list for you yeah but it is so good and everyone should watch it. Everyone should fucking watch that because if you aren't going throughout your day, you, um, as, as a disabled person, there's no way you notice like one, what's in place for people with disabilities and two, what's not. Yeah. Um, and so like now that we all kind of have some experience with protests, right? Like, you know, I think there there are some moments at the protests, especially in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is way worse than Boston, where you're like a little scared, like tired, you're really hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now, now that we all have like some experience with that, watching Crip Camp, I what these people went through, their protests that they went through, 
were so brutal, like for even someone who of abled bodies, we're right. talking people that had like pretty severe disabilities doing um sleeping on the floor in for days in, yeah and for days for yeah for so many days doing a food strike for so many days um and we're talking about people who need aids to go to sleep you know right. what i mean that that are really severely disabled because they didn't have an accessible world so like basically they were fighting for um, like a bill that would change accessibility. So if a place got federal funding, they had to make it accessible. Cause, and there's still places that you can't go in if you're in a wheelchair because it's not accessible for you. Yes. you know? and that's not- In 2021, there's yeah. still places. It's, it's horrific. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. God. Um, it's just a beautiful documentary. The relationships in it are wonderful. The Just the people who- fought and fought and fought and are still fighting their stories are just so inspiring and so just yeah. like oh you just want to join well, yeah. them it's really like it's humbling to watch like just how hard these people had to fight um just to go just so that they could have a normal life you know what i mean as much right. as possible um and then but then on top of that it's also like lighthearted in the beginning like so it's, it starts with um these people who are disabled they had like a week um of camp for people with disabilities, they called it crib camp, you know? Kind of like young people, like high school, college age people. So yes. it was just like summer camp, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, and for one, they were like, well, summer camp was like something that able-bodied people got to do. Like, we didn't get to do that. So when we got to go to camp, it was like, we were so excited. They did, they went swimming, they played sports, like all this stuff. And they, they got, got to, to have like, like the romantic, cute little camp relationship. Yeah. And they loved it because they, it was like the first time they felt like normal. And it was the first time that they were like, oh, like we're allowed to do, to have a life like this, you know? Yeah. And they, the, a, lot, a lot of them that went to that camp, um, you know, also were involved in all the political movements. And they were saying like Crip Camp had a lot to do with this because it opened our eyes to the fact that it's like when you're, uh, you're being gaslit where you think like everything's normal or something, you're in, you're in something abusive. And you, you're, like, looking around you, and you're like, oh, this is normal, because you don't know that it can be better. You know what I mean? Right. And then you get outside of it, and you are shown something that is better, and you're like, you're, it, the glass is shattered. And that's uh -huh. how it was. They went to this camp, and they're like, oh, like, we can have a life like this. You know what I mean? We don't have to just be holed up um, in our house all the time. Like, we can go places. These special like, classes in the basement of school. Like, yeah. Like yeah. they were, they were having sex. My favorite part is like at, at one point they like all get crabs. The entire like camp gets crabs. That's amazing. They had to separate the Crab boys camp. and the girls. That was incredible. That's a great part. But yeah. Everyone, everyone should watch this documentary. It is yeah. so charming and so moving. It yeah. is. It's so good. It's really good. I cry every time I watch it. I know. It's so it's good. But I love sharing it with people. Okay. Do you have any honorable mentions before I get into mine? Of course I do. Let's check it out. So, I had all of your, I predicted three of yours. I predicted Forrest Gump, 50-50, and Crip Camp. I also predicted, we already talked about this sort of on the podcast, so I didn't include this, but uh, Black Swan. So, that's just Ooh. kind of, I don't, it was more of like a mental struggle with her. Mm -hmm. She ended up, yeah, yeah, suicide, spoiler alert. So, that was my fourth one that I thought maybe you'd pick. But, um, Funny People was an honorable mention. <gasps> oh, I forgot about that's so good. So fucking good. Mm -hmm. I thought that movie was so good. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I Am Sam. 
Hunchback of Notre Dame, come on. Oh, man. That's a creole. Garden, radio, yeah. So those oh, radio's my- so good. Yeah. Radio's really good. Radio is very good. People who are not, that do not have a disability playing these people. Yikes. Oof. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Anyways, yeah. Okay, so those are my honorable mentions. (laughs) Okay, uh, my honorable mentions uh, Paddleton. Oh, God, I forgot about that. So good. Ray Romano is is incredible in that movie. It's a a Duplitz movie, so you know it's going to be good. Um, But Ray Romano is so underrated. He's. He's he's such a good actor. He's 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 so good in the big sick. He's so good in this movie. He can be like a he can take on like a really serious role. It's a great movie, and it's it's not like your normal um, cancer movie as well, where it's just like kind of weird. It it doesn't really have much of a plot like like a normal Duplass brother movie, but it's great. Definitely watch it. It's so good. Uh, my other one is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, I just watched that recently, right. too. Yeah. Um, I So, real quick, I mean, does the main character in that have any mental illness, or is he just, like, being... It might pl- be, like, a girl-interrupted situation. I haven't read the book. I know that I, I haven't. Should. I haven't either. Or maybe it's... I haven't. It's been a long time, but I... It's like, yeah, I don't think that... I think that he was just put in there to contain him, I feel like. Yeah. Um, cause I didn't really see any mental illness except for he, I feel like he was just kind of a rambunctious guy, kind of wild and <laughs> they just- Having too much fun. Got yeah, right I don't know. Him. Um, I'll have to look into that. Um, <clears throat> and then my third one, <laughs> such a weird one, uh, Leonard, the security guard from Scrubs with the hook for her hand. Well, okay. What's the movie called? From Scrubs. A oh. TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying he's I, he is such a minor minor character but it just <laughs> embodies the goofiness that scrubs was like he just and he kind of he gets a little more and more involved but he's always such a minor character but my favorite is like he comes in the in just these key moments it's like they almost was like let's just have the security guard who just happens to have a hook for a hand and then we have that as a joke sometimes <laughs> like um, thank you bill lawrence <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. He, uh, I think, so one, he eventually impregnates one of the, uh, um, like doctors. <laughs> it's like Katie so strange. Hook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hooks are genetic. Um, I mean, but either, like, he's just like, he, and it comes out of nowhere. I don't know, but either way. And then, uh, <laughs> there's this other time where he's, he, the, the character's already been introduced and established. And there's this whole thing where, um, Carla's having her baby and Turk is trying to get ice chips because it's like the only thing that Elliot hasn't done. And he sticks his hand up the ice machine and then his hand gets stuck. <laughs> and Leonard, the security guard, walks by and he goes, careful, man. That's how I lost this. <laughs> it's like this, it's like they had this weird fucking character with a hook for a hand for so long and then it just pays off in that moment, dude. For that one joke. Yeah. And Turk is like, oh my God. <laughs> it's so good. So that's my last honorable mention. Brilliant. Oh my God. Okay. These are some good fucking entertainment. This was good. This is a good list. And I'm 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 walking away with some great stuff to watch tonight. I know. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Girl Interrupted, Goodwill Hunting, Peanut Butter Falcon. 
Yeah. I feel very excited that I p- predicted three of your picks. I feel like I know you way too well. <laughs> you do. You do know me. And I'm, but I, on top of that, I can be pretty predictable because I, I, I really like my comfort. I really like watching the same things over and over and you know, talking about the same movies over and over. Oh, yeah. And I read the same books over and over. It's just, yeah, I, I watch the same series over and over. It's just who I am. Oh, okay. But I do want to ask because mm-hmm. when I um, brought up that I wanted to predict your picks, mm-hmm. you said, you want us to choose, I didn't, by the way, you want us to choose one that we hate. Yes. Okay, let's talk about yours. I'm just going to bring up again that fucking cystic fibrosis movie. Dude, it's so fucking bad. It's so cheesy. It's not, the characters are so, like, shallow, one-dimensional bullshit, like, and, it just, it sucks. And I went, (laughs) so I went to watch that when it came out, I mean, so I went to watch it by myself, and I I knew it was going to be cheesy, but I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. You didn't think they could get away with it being that bad? I mean, it was awful, dude. And, like, uh, I went to (laughs) – so I went to watch it by myself because, one, I thought I was going to cry, obviously. You know what I mean? And, one, I didn't cry because that's how bad it was. It was so bad, it distracted me from my severe illness that it was about. (laughs) And it's then, gonna be such a letdown when you like finally like oh I'm gonna be represented in this movie and then it's like oh my yeah God. dude and it's like they they have these two characters that are such cliches there's this girl who's like I take my pills on time every time and I'm fighting I uh like I'm gonna beat CF and like I I mean there are some people like that but they're not actually like that like oh so unrealistic yeah oh and. And when people try to act like that in real life, I'm like, please cut the shit. Because yeah. I don't I don't like when people try to, I mean, if it helps you, sure. But Emily shows some, like, genuine feelings about it. Because, like, yeah, like, obviously, like, inspiration is good to, like, beat something. <laughs> yeah. But, like, also, like, it sucks. I act like it sucks because I feel like some people see people with disabilities and, like, c- like cystic fibrosis and, like, cancer and they're, like oh, you're so inspiring. Like, you're so optimistic about it. And they'll tell you, like, oh, I'm so glad you're, sm- you're smiling. It's like, let us be sick and sad sometimes. You know what I mean? And I feel like those people just make it worse where they're like, oh, nope, everything's great. I'm going to beat this. I'm so, I'm so inspiring. And just fucking stop. You're making the rest of us look bad. You're making, like, it sucks. And then on the flip side, the other character is like, I'm the bad boy who doesn't do my treatments and I have a skull on my mask. And it's like, so oh, so I hate that part to the part where like she meets him and he's like, he's like, you should stop following the rules so much. And then puts on his mask and it has a skull on it. And this was before COVID dude. Cause when you have CF, you have to wear a mask in the hospital yeah. and he puts on his mask and it's like the bad boy mask. And I'm just like this, I was like, this movie sucks. This is no, 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 yeah. no, no. And like, I didn't cry because it was that bad. And then also, I was behind this fucking uh, gaggle of <laughs> young young teens, yeah. And so I'm, I want I want to say I was mad because or upset because I'm looking at a movie about my severe illness. But really, I was mad because this movie sucked so much. And then on top of that, they're like talking the whole time. Sometimes like making fun of it. And I just, like, leaned down, and I was like, you guys need to shut the fuck up, because I'm dying of this disease you're watching. 
did you do this? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I don't, I have no tolerance. They were you old did enough this to the gaggle of yes, teens. They were old enough to understand they can't be talking during the movie. Like it was such bullshit, dude. <laughs> and then they all got, they all got quiet, and then they all like just left before the movie was done. And I was like, that's what you should have done. Like, I know, like, I was I was a kid, too, once. Like, we would go to the movies, but we would just hang out. We wouldn't go see a movie. We never cared yeah. about the fucking movie. We right. would just hang out outside or in the lobby. Like, we, like, play the video games. You know what I mean? Like, just go yeah. do that. It's okay. Like, just go you do that. It was your parents' experience bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was your parents' money. Don't go see a sad movie where, oh, also, there was, like, a good amount of people in that in that theater coughing, so there was probably more CF people too, uh, <laughs> and they were also having to deal with this fucking ridiculous gang of young of youths ruining it for us. <laughs> no, it was it's like, but also I don't know what's worse the 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 loud teens or how bad that movie was. Oh like my. literally, the only way you could ever understand uh, how painful CF is, is to go watch that movie, because that's how painful that <laughs> movie is. Oh my god! So they nailed it. They did what they needed to do. Sure, yeah. They In, in a way, yeah. it's genius, because you can finally understand the pain that we feel. Oh my god. Oh, that's so good. Okay, I should have known that that's the one that you were gonna get all up in arms about. What a fucking movie. I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen it.